0: I am here this week with MLS goalkeeper for the Portland Timbers and author, Jeff Antonella. Welcome, Jeff. What's going on? Ben, I appreciate you having me, man. Excited to do this. Of course. So, are you down in Tampa? Because uh, I heard you're a, you're a diehard Bucks fan and all things Tampa, and it's not a bad place to be right now.
1: Yeah, no. So, I'm down here. I've been, uh, so I picked up an injury at the beginning of the year. So, I've been on the IR since about March. But uh, the Timbers have been cool, man. When the Lightning made their playoff run, I, uh, I suggested that I could do some rehab down here, that I have a lot of connections. And, you know, it just worked out that I was able to do the boat parade down here for the Lightning. And, you know, I'm here for the start of mini camp. Maybe I might go over and check out a practice, too. Uh, put that into my rehab program. And so I'm down here now in Tampa for a few weeks, so it's been good.
0: Well, you, I mean, it seems like uh, you put up with a lot of pain for a lot of years, so you deserve to reap all the rewards of the last <laughs> few years of Tampa – uh, has been as broad and it, it seems like things are still rolling and uh, rolling on a good in a good in a good direction
1: Yeah we'll see it's been uh, you know being, I've been around a lot of MLs locker rooms where I'm always beating the drum that people should get on the Tampa bandwagon and now all of a sudden everyone's jumping on I don't know what that's all about but it's yeah. uh, it's a fun yeah. one to ride so it's my hometown so it's been a lot of fun
0: Well there you go we'll talk about your hometown I'd love to hear just some background help bring us up to speed to your you know pan, playing career give us a little background.
1: Yeah, so, so I went to school, um, wasn't really highly recruited. So, you know, that's a big part of the reason why Tampa is so important to me. Um, I was recruited here. I went to a, high, a local high school and, you know, I got recruited through high school, which is kind of a lost, a lost art in the world of soccer. That doesn't really generally happen anymore. And, you know, the local school, USF, South Florida down here in Tampa recruited me and ended up going to school there. Um, had a successful career there, got All-American my junior year. And then really wasn't planning on playing professional soccer. It really wasn't something that I thought was in the cards for me. And then uh, after I got named All-American and got my chance at USF, I was drafted after my senior year to Salt Lake. And then unfortunately didn't make it through the first camp. So again, came back home to Tampa to sign with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Back then they were in the NASL. Now they're in uh, a league called the USL. Did two years with the Rowdies. We were able to win a championship my second year. And then after we won the championship, Salt Lake came calling again. Uh, So I signed a four-year deal in Salt Lake. Uh, Did well there. You know, I was more of a backup role. The goalie there is, um, you know, he was probably the best goalie that soccer has had in the MLS. So I was a pretty locked in. Nick Mm Ramondo. I was a pretty locked in number two there. We We made the final one year, lost the final, unfortunately. And then, you know, after my fourth year, I was traded out to Portland. And this is my fifth year out there. We've been to a final. We won the... You know, we won the bubble tournament, the MLS bubble tournament. I don't even know what it's called, but hopefully that's the only one of those. And, yeah, so it's been a good run so far. I'm on my 11th year of playing, and like you said, I picked up a couple injuries along the way recently. But, you know, maybe I need to
0: get on that tv 12 diet or something to, to sort that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you going there. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, so beyond, beyond your playing career, I know you founded a publishing company called It Had to Be Told – which is involved in the kind of sports world, uh, children's sports books. And so uh, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. So it's funny, you know, you say I'm a, I'm a Tampa guy and that's kind of how it all came about to be completely honest. So when my daughter was born, we were in the process of moving from, it was an off season. We were in the process of moving from Salt Lake to Portland. And mm-hmm. so we're back home. We come home back to Tampa every off season. That's where both of our families are, my wife and I. So we come home for the off season and it's uh, new year's day. And I'm, um, you know, feeling pretty good, sitting on the couch about to go watch the Bucs. They were, I think they were seven and eight at the time, and I was super jacked that they might finish the season eight and eight. So, you know, I was very excited for that to happen, and my daughter was about three months old. And as I'm sitting there on the couch, all I can think about is, you know, how we just moved across the country. I want my daughter to like the teams that I like. How am I possibly going to get my daughter to like a team that, you know, a good season is going eight and eight? You know what I mean? I'm sitting on the couch excited to go watch an eight and eight, a potential eight and eight football team, like they're going to win the Super Bowl how am I ever gonna convince my kids to you know, follow in that path? Because it, at the time it wasn't exactly a fun path to be on as a fan. So I'm sitting on the couch before the game and it just kind of hits me that I just start writing down um, you know, stories about some of the most, you know what I mean? Some of the biggest moments in Tampa sports history that had happened as a fan to that point. I started writing it down, it started rhyming, it started flowing and it started kind of being in a nursery, nursery rhyme form. And when I went to the game, pretty much, you know, it just sat there and festered on my mind the entire time I was there. Um, I thought it was a cool idea to be able to retell these types of stories and these moments as a parent, to retell these stories to my kids and, you know, try to get them to love the teams that I love and kind of share that rooting interest. So after the game, I I came back, I told the idea to my father-in-law, who's a big entrepreneurial spirit type of guy. He loved the idea. And You know, from there, we just started looking back on the year and really taking the biggest stories of the year and trying to turn it into, you know, what we thought would be a pretty cool publishing company and a pretty cool line of children's books that were retelling the stories of historical sports moments for, you know, the fan
0: bases out there. I feel like the world I come from, I'd be scared of like licensing rights and names and logos and all of that, but it seemed like you would just push right through that, which is great.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we had to. We had, we did our research once before we really dove in. We did our research, and you know, especially with books, a lot of it falls under the First Amendment of storytelling and mm-hmm. and you know that kind of that kind of thing. But we definitely did our research and made sure that we weren't uh, we weren't <laughs> breaking any rules there before we really dove in to starting our own publishing company.
0: Uh, it's awesome. Listen, I have a uh, three year old, and I know all about reading the books and I, I need a copy of greatest ever, the story of a coach, a quarterback, and a comeback. Okay. That's uh, a, that, that, that will be an interesting
1: one to read. Yeah. Yeah. We got you. So it's funny because, you know, the year that we decided to start it um, the Cubs won the world series. Right. And, and I have no rooting interest in the Cubs except for, you know, I think everybody might've been rooting for the Cubs outside of Cleveland when they were playing the Indians to see if they could finally win a world series. And, Just the way that that whole series went down. It was just kind of the inspiration for everything. So we started with that one with uh, the curse ends the story of the Cubs. And then that same year, LeBron won in Cleveland. So Mm. it was one of those, another one of those moments where it was just meant to be kind of we're writing this story. And then, you know, we had these two books ready to go, we were ready to launch. And then we're watching that Super Bowl where the Patriots come back versus the Falcons. And yeah. I'm sitting there texting my father-in-law, and I'm like, I think we might have to write about this too. And he's like, yeah, why not? And then, you know, once they completed the comeback, it all
0: just kind of came together. That's awesome. So when you were like a kid in elementary school and this, would you write or was, it, was writing ever a thing or did it just come to you kind of?
1: So in school, I always loved writing. I always like, I really love marketing and coming up with creative ways to, to do different things, you know, because everybody, you know, there's a lot of children's books out there. There's a lot of different things for kids to read and parents to dive into. But, you know, we didn't really find anything like this. And we thought it was a creative way to, you know, not only introduce reading between parents and kids, but also introduce, you know, I was a kid that didn't like reading. I really didn't like reading when I was growing up. All I did was sports. That's all I cared about. That's all I, that's the only thing I cared about. And we thought it was a pretty cool way to introduce reading to sports fans out there. So, as you know, when I was a kid, it was all about the Sports Illustrated for kids or, you know, you're reading the back of a player's card. And that's pretty much the only thing I cared about reading. So right. it really started as an, as an idea for the parents because we thought, you know, I thought as a parent who's a sports fan, this would be a cool way to introduce reading to your kids and like really get the parents involved in reading to your kids. Because we all know how important that is as you learn, you know, as your kids are growing up. But then as, we, as we've started to really dive into it, we've learned a lot more about kids who are reluctant to read are really picking up these books. Kids who are sports fans that don't like reading are picking up these books and really diving into the stories because you know, obviously it's resonating
0: with them and telling, talking about things that they love. Yeah, and we'll talk about kids reading. I know you're a big advocate for children's literacy and have donated thousands of books uh, to the cause. Tell us some more about well, the ways like our community can support you and your efforts.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, you know, we're a small business. It's my wife and I now, my wife and I have launched this publishing company and, you know, for us, we're just really trying to grow and get more fan bases access to these books. We've been able to send, like you said, you know, we've been able to send thousands of books to Chicago. We've been able to send thousands of books to Cleveland. And, you know, we've been able to do that with the sales that we've had and the support that we've had. But of course, you know, we're trying to find people to team up with and we're trying to find, you know, maybe there's a publishing company out there or somebody that, you know, really digs the idea and wants to, you know, help us grow and help us create these for different fan bases and for the parents out there. So, you know, if this spe- if this speaks to anybody, then, you know, that'd be awesome. But, you know, if not, then just the knowledge of learning about our company and the, it had to be told,
0: you know, story is, is awesome too. Awesome, man. It's really impressive. Uh, I got a final question that just came to me. So you're, you're in the goal. Somebody's coming at you, no defenders on. I'm like, what's going through your head?
1: Uh Man, trying to uh, trying to read the angles, trying to be, you know, as calm as possible. If someone's coming down and, you know, they're on a breakaway, you're really just trying to meet them, kind of kind of get close to them and meet them at the point of confrontation to where they're about to shoot. So then at that point, you just try to read their body and, you know, react to the play as best you can. But after the fact, I'm probably wondering where the hell my defenders were. <laughs> but are
0: you saying something to yourself or you have anything you say to yourself to calm you down or keep focused or like do you have like a checklist almost mental that you go through or. I mean, the main thing is really like,
1: especially with goalkeeping, when someone's when you're dealing with a breakaway, it's really just about closing the space between the because the faster you're able to close that space to the attacker, the less of the goal they're going to be able to shoot at. And then trying to read, you know, are they going to try to dribble around me so I'm ready for that? Are they going to shoot it so that I'm in my set position? But, you know, at this point, at this point, it's more, you know, you see a breakaway. I've seen thousands of them. So it's just trying to read and react the best that I can. Yeah. Instincts.
0: That's awesome. Well, listen, Jeff, I appreciate the time. Congrats to you on the success on the field and off the field and uh, look forward to uh, following along and good luck with the rest of rehab.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Ben. Thanks for having me on, man.